the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is hump day. It's Wednesday night. And you know what that means. It's Wednesday night. <laughs> no, it ain't just any Wednesday, my babies. It is the Wednesday that we might actually get over the hump from decades of the uniparty system lying to our faces, promising the world, promising us to seal the border, promising us to deliver fiscal sanity, promising to cut spending, promising, 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 and never delivering delivering on their promises. I have been on a high since I saw Matt Gates pull the trigger on the motion to vacate. And eight heroes, seven heroes, joining Matt Gates in order to remove House Speaker McCarthy. And by the way, for all the people like Chip Roy, Chip Roy went on such a rant against Matt Gates in a way that he's never done against Democrats. I've been telling people, oh, I'm not. And people have been like, why aren't you? By the, Oh, my gosh. I'm so into a rant myself. I forgot to even bring in my boy. I'm so on a high getting over the hump that I was just already on it, my babies. Let me take a step back. Let me chill. Take a deep breath. And bring in my orange-fingered friend, DJ Carrot Sticks. Yes, yes, indeedy. It is Wednesday, and uh, that means there's light at the end of the tunnel, and I'm pretty sure it's not another train. Yeah. Lots of people on the Trump train. I got more of that to get into. So we've got so much that uh, to share with you guys as we get over the hump, as we we deal with the fallout, the good and the bad. Although I ain't seen a whole lot of bad from the fact that we have removed, we've scraped Kevin McCarthy off the bottom of our shoes as Republicans and as we move forward. In fact, we've got Congressman Andy Biggs who's going to be on with us. He's one of the hateful eight, as they've been calling them. He's actually one of the eight members that actually had the courage to buck the system. Although, let me tell you all, this is the system that Kevin McCarthy signed up for. He agreed back in January when it took 15 votes to get him a speaker. He would be willing to agree to bring forth individual bills for spending, not kicking it down the road and doing these 4,000-page omnibus bills at Christmas time when nobody's got a chance to read. He agreed to the condition that if he didn't fulfill his promises, one member alone, one member alone could file a motion to vacate and have him removed. And he went along with it because he never thought it would happen. Because if there is any, if you have any image in your mind of the most egregious swamp dweller, besides former Attorney General Bill Barr, you got to be thinking and seeing in your mind Kevin McCarthy. And when Kevin McCarthy gave his exit speech yesterday, he, I, I, he proved to the American people why he needed to let the door hit his backside on the way out. Why, why it was appropriate 
for the GOP to actually, it was actually appropriate for the GOP in this case to press the emergency button to get that door open because he needed to go. This man narcissistically yammered on for about 45 minutes talking about himself going all the way back to the early days of when they won the lottery and he was flipping cars and he took his parents out to dinner. And then after boring people to death with his life story, reminds me of a movie, The Jerk. Remember that movie, Sticks? I was born a poor black child. Yeah, he might as well have started with that. Then he segued over into reminiscing of the good old days in which he's proud of coalescing and forming coalitions and negotiating with Democrats before he pivoted into attacking Matt Gates and other Republicans uh, who were part of the eight brave, courageous people who decided to stand up in which he said they weren't real conservatives. The attacks, uh huh. The attacks against fellow Republicans in a way that are never, never against Democrats tells you everything that you needed to know. I what I was going to say earlier was we were going to play a clip of Chip Roy. Many people have been asking me why I wasn't a fan of Chip Roy. Will you go find this clip? We didn't even have time to get it edited down. As this man screamed, yelled, and ranted, dropping F-bombs all over the place that and might have included the mofo term against Matt Gates, challenging Matt Gates to come over to his house, talking about how he's fought for this country like our military have, have given up their lives. It was, it was completely irrational and off the beam. One of the things I think I mentioned yesterday, the day before, that that was so great about Matt Gates and what he did is like the Trump presidency, he exposed who the real rhinos are. If you've got a, if you've got an issue with the timing here, or even if you've got a disagreement with Matt Gates, then say you've got a disagreement like others on the floor. Make it be about the fact that you think he's done a good job, but to attack personally Matt Gates and and, and to do it in such a a, a manner shows me that Chip Roy needs to be primaried and needs to go. He's part of the problem. Just like uh, one other thing that uh, disgraced uh, former Speaker McCarthy did when he disgraced himself was to allude to ethics violations against Matt Gates. He really went low. I fired many people in my corporate America days, and they always showed me on the way out exactly why they needed to go. I wanted to reach through the TV and and yet and snatch him bald, as we say in the South. Uh, there was all this talk about chaos. Oh my gosh, uh, this is just uh, we're going into an election season, and oh my gosh, Democrats are going to see that we can't govern. We can't govern. No, what the Democrats are seeing is accountability, and that's something that neither party wants to see. A couple of things have happened since. McHenry, the guy who slammed down the gavel like he was, you know, you know, swinging an axe to to chop wood for a fire, um, was appointed by McCarthy to be the pro temp. Word is everybody's talking today about how he as he immediately moved to to evict Nancy Pelosi out of her speaker office. Why did she still have why did she still have any possessions in a speaker of the House office? Number one. Number two, the word is, is that the reason why he did that was not as some kind of puff his chest move on behalf of conservatives in the Republican Party, but because they're angry 
he and McCarthy are angry that the Democrats, they expected the Democrats to rescue McCarthy, which is why McCarthy said last week, oh, bring it on, Matt Gates," And it didn't happen. So it was actually a punitive move from one cartel member of the Uniparty to another, that that's the story behind that. Um, and he called for a week recess. Well, if this is supposedly creating such chaos because it's eating into the 45-day window uh, in which that's the countdown for the next continuing resolution, why do you need a week to do what? Shouldn't they be rallying together? Oh, come to find out, the rumors are is that McHenry wanted to do this so that all the establishment rhinos like Chip Roy, who are really angry at Matt Gates, are now in the process of thinking about trying to file articles or a motion to expel Matt Gates from Congress on be, on the grounds of what? That he took advantage of, of a condition that was one of the rules? That McCarthy agreed to? Yeah. Not a whole lot of solid grounds. All they're doing with this week recess is just continuing to confirm why McCarthy needed to go. We finally heard from uh, Cocaine Mitch today. Um, I'm not sure if I sent you this clip, Sticks. I think I was thinking about pulling it and decided, now I didn't want to play it. Yeah, I thought, you know, better of wanting to hear him yammer. But basically, one of the things he said was that, um, you know, he is leading the calls to get rid of the motion to vacate. (laughs) Oh, I just bet you are. Because nobody expected any Republicans to jump off this version of a plantation, go overboard, and actually hold somebody accountable for what they have failed to do for this country and for their conference. One of the things I was questioning yesterday was everybody conservatives. I think I had Jason Shepard on my show last night. Oh, this gives the Democrats the upper hand. And I'm like, why would the Democrats have the upper hand? We still have control of the House. We supposedly have all these conservatives. I mean, the the accusations against the Gang of Eight is that the accusations is that, well, they're not really conservative because they voted down this this amazingly conservative bill that all the other Republicans were going to put that were willing to vote for. Well, if we've got all those conservatives, you know, then no problem. Just find somebody else to step up to the plate. Right. And lo and behold, that seems to be the case. Jim Jordan. I was really angry at Jim Jordan in in January because his name was brought up and he wasn't interested in doing it. Well, now Jim Jordan has said he's actually put his hat in the ring. And here's what he said about it today. The audio isn't great, but I want you to hear from Jim Jordan um, because he thinks that he's one person who can unite the conference. Sticks. Yeah, I don't know if you could really hear that well, but he said there's lots to think that he can unite the Congress, uh, the conference. And one of those is Thomas Massey, who is considered one of the most conservatives in Congress, has endorsed 
Jim Jordan. So, gee, for all those pushing, all those so-called conservatives pushing the panic porn that we can't get rid of Speaker McCarthy. We're going to look like we can't govern. We're not going to be able to get anything done. No, chaos, as Matt Gates said, chaos was Kevin McCarthy. Governing. Chaos is $33 trillion in debt. Uh, you know, chaos is not passing appropriations bills and then coming 12 hours uh, up against the clock with a 4,000-page omnibus bill nobody has time to read. Here's Jim Jordan. Anna, Paluna, Luna, Anna Paulina Luna put out her conditions for a speaker today, one of which was no funding for Ukraine. Here's what Jim Jordan had to say when he was asked today about if he was speaker, would there be another aid package for Ukraine? Here's his response. What about Ukraine? Are you, are you willing to move forward with an aid package for Ukraine if you're a speaker? I'm, I'm, I'm against that. Uh, what I understand is at some point we're going to have to deal with this appropriation process in the right way. And we're going to try to do that in the next, what are we down to, 41 days. Um, the most pressing issue on Americans' mind is not Ukraine. What would it is the turn- border situation and it is crime on the streets. And- yeah. First of all, we've got to do proper appro- appropriations bills. Second of all, this is not what the American people are worried about. They're worried about the border. They're worried about the economy. They're worried about the crime in the streets. Nobody that I know of has any interest in Ukraine. Nobody could convince us that there was any interest that we had. And at this point, we see the real crisis going on. And it's the in the United States, not in Ukraine. We're going to take a break. We come back. Ronna McDaniels from the RNC has weighed in, as well as Brian Kilmeade. So we got lots to get into. Don't you guys go away. A.K., Dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on the answer, San Diego. Woo! Ciao. I am fired up over this. I have hardly even had a chance to make with a little chit chat with my boy, DJ Carrot Sticks. Um, so I thought before I go any further that I might uh, ask you uh, everybody was talking about and sending me links. I've been so focused on. <laughs> what's going on with the Speaker of the House situation, I really didn't pay any attention to this nationwide emergency alert thing that everybody was really worried about today. My phone chirped for about five seconds, and that was really it. Um, what happened at the station today during that time period, Sticks? What, 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 did you guys have any if, see any effects of it? What do you know about this? Well, the one interesting thing was uh, it was supposed to be at 220 uh, Eastern time. And yeah. so, uh, 1120 our time and it, mine went off at 1118, like two, mine too. two minutes early than what they said it was going to be. And then about 30 seconds later, uh, DJ sour cream, his phone went off. So Ooh. if there's an emergency, I got a 30 second start on him. <laughs> but it was interesting so because uh, a couple other people had iPhones and we, we were like synced up and then people who had Androids or other phones, theirs was going off a little bit later. So um, but no, went off at the station, went off on our phones. Uh, so, yeah. Any equipment? What about equipment? The, the um, no, computers, the, anything? Oh, not on the computers. Uh, okay. I didn't see anything on the computers. It was just, uh, you know, our EAS system. That overrides what's ever on the air, so that went off, and then on our phones. So, but I just so thought, I just thought so, it was interesting that it was early. 
Yeah. If it's supposed to be at this exact time, it was early. And then I, mine, I got mine earlier than DJ Sour Cream. So, well, um, how long did yours last? Because it was supposed to be from 1120 our time to 1150. Mine didn't last more than a couple of minutes. No, I don't know. I mean, I was able to silence it. You know, I was able to, when I grabbed it, I think I hit okay or hit whatever it was. Maybe if I didn't touch anything, it would just keep going on your phone. Because my guess is, you know, because what if you're away from your phone taking a shower mm-hmm. or something? And come back. Mm-hmm. So I don't. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it was a continuous alert until you, you know. Pre- oh, until you recognize the recognize alert. That, yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, listen, uh, if you guys know any more about the situation, um, I, I think there was there there was, you know, uh, understandably some uh, s- suspicions as to what this was all about. Why they were doing this nationally, affecting everybody's devices. Was this kind of some kind of. Um, you know, um, what's the term I'm looking for? Um, drill having to do with our devices, you know, I don't know. Cause it seemed like kind of like a non-event, but if you guys want to email me at andreacasio.com, if you've got any other information, you know, I'll give it a looky and, and see, it seemed like a non-event, uh, certainly compared to the earthquake, the emergency happening with the UNA party in DC. Um, you know, what's that old saying? The definition of of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. We now have an opportunity. Matt Gates yesterday said, look, we've broken the fever. And that's what had to happen because this uniparty insanity, the infection that has just uh, the virus that's infected the uniparty system with so much insanity from our economic policies, our domestic policies, our foreign policies, just every aspect of our government was so infected with this virus. The fever was so high that people were delirious. My dad had a fever one time that was so high that, that he just literally was delirious and like didn't know where he was. And when, and when you're in that state, you can't, you can't make good decisions, right? Well, the fever was broken and we all may be sweaty today and we all may be, you know, getting the chills and shaking over it. And you, and you know how you are when you, when you've broken a fever, but you, now you have an opportunity to heal, right? to rest up, to start taking care of yourself. And you're on a road to healing. And that's what needs to happen. And there's nobody that can convince me that waiting 45 days till after Kevin McCarthy was able to cook up more deals with the Democrats was better timing than doing it now. In fact, it had to be done now. We had to break this fever now. Because otherwise it was going to continue to spike to the point of our death. Because that's where this was going. There's no excuse for why he didn't do the appropriations bills over the summer. He was leading us. He knew he, oh, Mitch McConnell came out today and said, we got to get rid of this motion to vacate. You know, McCarthy did a great job. He averted a shutdown. Okay. Yeah. He averted a shutdown. How was that a win for us? He averted a shutdown by caving to the Democrats, by kicking the can down the road, by not doing his job for decades. We have not had a balanced budget. One of the first things I criticized president Trump for back in 2017 was he had the Republican party to come to him to start talking within two months of his or three months of his of his inauguration into a continuing resolution and an omnibus bill over fears of the midterm elections. You want to be you worried about getting reelected? Do something good for this country. 
Oh, this was going to secure the border. No, it had nothing to do with securing the border. You had the power of the purse strings to secure the border. McCarthy, you promised to secure the border by impeaching Mayorkas, and you didn't do it. If you want to win re-election, you'll fulfill your promises to the American people. You'll cut to spending. You'll secure the border. You'll do real oversight. Kevin McCarthy, it's not real oversight when you have yet to subpoena Hunter Biden. What is all this crimes about? And you haven't subpoenaed the main person involved in the crimes. Don't tell me you're doing proper oversight. Here's Ronnie McDaniel. I want you to hear what she has to say about uh, sticks. I labeled this Ronnie McDaniel spewing idiocy about the ouster. To the individuals who did this yesterday, who are fundraising through the whole process, I really hope that every dollar they raise, they give to those 18 Republicans sitting in districts that Biden won, because those are the people who they put in jeopardy yesterday. When we're not talking about Biden, we are not winning. And we need to be talking about the failure of the Biden administration every single day and what we're going to do to make the lives of the American people better. Man. I got to watch what I say here. This makes me want to reach through the screen and poke a hole into her overinflated lips. Okay. To shut her up. To st- this puts the people in the, uh, in, the, in, in the districts that Biden won in jeopardy. How? How? By, by, by stepping in and saying, we've got to restore some fiscal sanity and do some cuts? You want to win re-election? It's going to take more than just criticizing Joe Biden. You've got to have a plan. You've got to demonstrate what you're going to do. We're 12 points up over the Democrats when it comes to the economy. We have an opportunity to, to, to not just put the nail in the coffin of the Democrats in 2024, but to bury that sucker, cover it with dirt, and never have it emerge again through actions. We have, a dem- we have an opportunity to demonstrate to voters all across this country what true fiscal sanity looks like, to truly demonstrate our ability to govern. She's a hack. Donald Trump should have never endorsed her to continue to run against, uh, uh, as the RNC. Speaking of hacks, let's pivot over to Fox. You guys still watching Fox? I want you to listen to the first minute or so. It's about all I can stand of Brian Kilmeade on Fox. Attacking Tim Burchett, who is one of the, the, I'm going to call my grateful eight, because I'm grateful to the eight patriots who dared to stand up. I want you to watch Burchett stand up to Brian Kilmeade for the nasty way in which he went after him for his vote. What do you think is going to do for the Republican Party and chances of holding on to leadership and the majority when it looks like you're having you're the uh, ringleader of a circus led by Matt Gates, who likes to blow things up, but not offer any new ideas? Are you happy following Matt Gates? Is that your leader? I'm not following Matt Gates. I made my own decision. I didn't ask. Matt but if Matt Gates didn't approval, challenge, you wouldn't going to challenge. Do what? If Matt Gates I, didn't I, stand up, you weren't going to challenge. You know I that. Believe I, I believe I would have. Oh, come I on. I, and they're, and they're, oh, well, please, you, you know, were praying please, about please. it one minute. The next minute you're going to wow. lead an insurgency? So you don't think that wow. praying about it's important? Is that what you're saying? One, one that's, minute you know, you're that's praying you're about how you're America. going to vote with Matt Gates. And the next minute you're going to lead an insurgency? Listen, you got a predetermined answer to everything. I, I no, I have, about an, I have an opinion about what's going on. Do you have and an opinion, too? And you talk over me every time I try to make All a right, point. All right, make your point. Yeah, we got to end point. it there. Yeah, I mean, 
absolutely disgusting. I've challenged Congress people on my show. If he's got an opinion, then be honest about your opinion. But what he did was he called this man a liar. He mocked him for praying. Oh, you prayed about it and then you're going to go lead an insurgency? Oh, I've prayed before, before I've, I've moved in and made some serious moves against people. Yeah. Jesus threw, a, you know, a toss some tables over. You're dang right you can pray before you decide you're going to lead an insurgency. You better get and pray about it. Make sure you're di- doing things with the right intention. I stopped watching Fox News a long time ago. If he's got a disagreement as to what's going on, that's fine. I'm, I'm open to disagreements. Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, said she's still friends with Matt Gates. She supports Matt Gates' right to his opinion and to pull the trigger. She disagreed with him and disagreed on the timing. That's fine. Have a disagreement on whether or not you think this was the right person, even if you think that, that uh, Kevin McCarthy was doing a good job. There's all room for those, those opinions. But to personally attack somebody and to attack him for praying? What an absolutely despicable creep Brian Kilmeade is. And let me be clear. When I say that I've prayed about it before I've made a move, I'm not talking about ever doing anything criminal. I'm not talking about ever intentionally hurting people. I'm talking about praying before I led my own personal insurgency to stand up for myself and to make sure that that I was, was taking charge of my life and making sure uh, that that I, I was about to uh, that I was on the right path, that the moves that I was making that were going to upset people, I was going to take on somebody who was aiming to hurt me, that I had the Lord by my side and walking with me in the entire step of the way. And you know what? It was a five year slog and I came out victorious and I can look back and know that every step of the way the Lord was, was with me. My intentions were right. We are we are victors. In the Lord, we are champions in the Lord. And when he tells us that he wants us to move, that he wants us to, that he gave us a spirit of, of, of courage. And that's what Burchett and others have shown here. And shame on Brian Kilmeade. We're going to take a break. We come back. Speaking of courage, Trump is continuing to show it in his courtroom and in, in a courtroom in New York City. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Glad to have y'all with me. Don't forget about our podcast. You can download it wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget our 24-hour hotline. It's 844-814-5227. Don't forget to email me at andreakayshow.com. In fact, uh, I got an email I wanted to read to you guys. I get lots of emails, but I particularly love this one. I love, especially, I especially love email sticks when people agree with me. <laughs> but like I said, yeah, like I said, you can disagree with me, but just, you know, make it be on the merits, right? Don't be att- disagreeing with people by with personal attacks and the personal attacks against Gates and others. And in that case, Burchett, particularly attacking him and mocking him for praying is just, just despicable. But here, Mo says... This was last night, me talking about the, the Republican Party. You go, girl. Not sure of the outcome. You're 100% on the money. We will see. Right on, girlfriend. Happy Tuesday. Um, yeah, we shall see. Uh, we've got so far, we've got Jim Jordan is, who has announced that uh, he's going to run. And let me tell you, 
as Charlie Kirk tweeted out today, if we replace Kevin McCarthy with Jim Jordan, um, this is a hashtag win. Uh, Steve Scalise, my fellow LSU grad, has thrown his hat in the ring. Um, I've disagreed with some of Steve Scalise's um, votes, uh, uh, but he is certainly more conservative uh, than Kevin McCarthy, and he's a homeboy. So maybe he might, if he becomes Speaker of the House, we might see some crawfish bowls happening over at Congress. That would be good. Bring bring a little Cajun flavor. Uh, so, you know, those are two good conservatives that have decided they're going to run for it. Part of the problem we had in January was we didn't have enough conservatives willing to do it. And now by by Matt Gates pulling this trigger, uh, we've got some true conservatives uh, in the mix. So we'll see how it turns out. Uh, but uh, clearly it's a good thing. Um, meanwhile, today was day three of the uh, $250 million civil fraud case in New York City that was brought by Letitia James, who campaigned for state attorney general, not on the promise that she would go after criminals in which crimes were discovered based upon probable cause, but her entire campaign was on getting Trump. In fact, Alan Dershowitz wrote a book called Get Trump. And that's what this civil fraud trial is all about. Not a jury trial. A judge decided he's going to decide on the merits. The same judge who laughed at Trump when he entered the courtroom. Same judge who issued a gag order yesterday because he didn't like some comments Trump made on Truth Social or outside the courtroom in which he talked about the clerk of court who had been seen in pictures with Chuck Schumer. A gag order? Yeah. Here's what Trump said about this trial today. He's made quite a few comments, but here, including the fact that he said yesterday or before that one of, that he did agree and was pleased that the judge, who really didn't have any choice, but the judge threw out about 80% of the case because Letitia James brought forth charges uh, related to activities that in which the statute of limitations had run out back in 2014, nine years later. Am I supposed to believe that this state attorney general is so incompetent that she didn't know that she was bringing forth charges that had expired? Or was she just really banking on the fact that this judge was going to give her what she wanted in this case? Probably the latter. And I have a feeling this judge knows that all eyes are on him and he had to and he had to make some moves to try to, um, you know, try to avoid an appeals court. He left enough in play that this that this case is going to continue, which it should not. Here's what Trump had to say today about the trial. And he's right. This is the beginning of communism. You see what's happening is the railroad. And it's the beginning of communism in our country. This is the beginning of communism. Where I would disagree is I would say uh, this isn't the beginning of communism. We're full in the swing of it. We were in the swing of it when the Department of Justice uh, targeted him with the FBI and the intelligence community uh, with illegal spying Uh, setting up spies inside of his campaign, setting up spies and illegally listening to him and wiretapping him when he was in the White House. The Russian collusion hoax and the weaponization and abuse of power involving Bob Mueller and special counsel, all of which they knew that there was never any merit to that. The phony impeachment of him uh, uh, about the, the phone call. 
uh, all communism, all these, all these uh, rounding up Americans and throwing them in the gulag because they're questioning the outcome of an election, n- refusing to give Americans bail. We had a judge who told an American, I- I'm not going to give you bail because I suspect that you still think something untoward happened in the election. That's communism. This is worse than Banana Republic. It's NOCO level, Castro's Cuba level communism. That's what's going on in this country. And it's gone from the illegal surveillance and wiretapping and the abuse of power of the special counsel. It's gone into throwing Americans in the gulag to um, the indictments against a former sitting president of the United States. And now we're at the point to where we've got a court that on the basis there's no crime committed here. Uh, every bank who issued the loans, who did their own due diligence in terms of valuing the properties, were paid off. Nobody's made a claim here. This is all about trying to destroy him and seize control over his businesses. And if they can seize control over his businesses, if that's where the DOJ is going now, you've got bigger problems than even the IRS. And there are 80,000 IRS armed workers that Kevin McCarthy funded. Here's what Letitia James had to say about comments that Trump has been making, saying that it's race baiting. Trump's comments were offensive, they were baseless, they were void of any facts and or any evidence. What they were were comments that unfortunately fomented violence, and comments that I would describe as race baiting, and comments unfortunately that appeals to the bottom of our humanity. This case was brought simply because it was a case where individuals have engaged in a pattern and practice of fraud. And I will not sit idly by and allow anyone to subvert the law. And lastly, I will not be bullied. And so Mr. Trump is no longer here. The Donald Trump show is over. This was nothing more than a political stunt. Donald Trump coming in and calling her out for saying that this is a rigged trial and and pointing out what I did, that she is um, abusing the power of her, of her office by targeting him, is a fact. When he came out and said, and she was so dejected after, after this judge, I, I mean, you would think that she would have the sense to be so humiliated. She wouldn't be making such stupid comments. She held her tongue when she came out of court looking completely defeated after the, the judge threw out 80% of her case. But she, but she couldn't stop herself. Where's the gag order against this hate for coming out and saying that Trump was race baiting and fomenting violence? There's been no violence. He fomented violence. Where's the violence? The violence is going on through the courts. This is lawfare meant to destroy him and to take his businesses, his private property away from him. If he broke the law, where's the, where's the victims? And a judge deciding that he's going to act like he's a property appraiser and declare what the value of Mar-a-Lago is, that's a crime. Everything that's happening with the courts and abuse of power is a crime. And for her to put forth charges that she knew were past the point of the statute of limitation is prosecutorial misconduct. And she did it with malice, in my opinion. In addition 
to scraping the Kevin McCarthy's off the bottom of our shoe. If and when we get a true conservative back in the White House, we've got to scrape everybody, every one of these hacks from the Department of Justice off the bottom of our shoes nationally. At the DOJ, NDC, at the court level, the state AG office, although, well, they're elected, at the US attorney, state U.S. attorney's offices and beyond. We've got to get uh, Republican governors to be firing Soros-appointed DAs across the country as well. Stay with us. More Andrea K. Show coming up. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K. on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. As I was... <laughs> as I was perusing... Uh, interviews today of Matt Gates, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna we've never had Matt Gates on the show. Um, I really wasn't digging uh, Matt Gates's whole Barbie thing. Um, you know, I don't have a whole lot. Of, I, I've never really been a huge fan of having Congress people on my show, and other than Biggs. Um, but yeah, I think we should reach out to, uh, for, to get Matt Gates on because um, he's literally and I don't believe for a second that this was a stunt. Um, this uh, it, it, it's working, by the way. Um, but somebody made the accusation that he was doing it just to get attention to himself. This man didn't need to pull the trigger on the motion to vacate to get attention for himself. Um, but I saw something hilarious today. He was with Nancy Mace, who um, has been very squishy on some stuff came as a big surprise to me that she was one of the eight who voted. Um, I really would have expected Anna Polina Luna to vote um, with the gain of, Gang of Eight. I did not expect Nancy Mace. So Nancy Mace is with um, Matt Gates on The War Room with Steve Bannon. He's such a legend, such a legend. So they go on there to talk about, you know, why they voted uh, to oust McCarthy. And uh, here's what happened. Say things like hardliner, the hardliners. Ultra mega, oh, ultra yeah, mega. yeah, the the, the, the far, far right. right. Far right. And I'm thinking, okay, look at look at who, you, look at. Let's talk about this for a moment, <laughs> okay? Nancy is not a hard right. Uh, uh, I, in you know, in transigent lawmaker, but our Venn diagram overlaps Didn't you around vote spending. To send me to federal prison. For I like four the months? Constitution. I'm a constitutionalist. Okay, okay. My, 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 no, my, my appellate lawyer would disagree about that, but that's not a so, so, but, but. But our Nancy is a fiscal hawk. She's been a fiscal yeah. hawk the whole time. And to get her to vote for the Limit Save Grow bill, it was an open secret in this town that Kevin had to agree to bring her bill up for a balanced budget amendment. Um, so they're talking about appropriations and she, you know, um, and Kevin McCarthy's refusing to, you know, bring bring people's amendments to, to a vote. Ralph Norman's talked about it. But I love Bannon, who totally busted her to her face. You know, aren't you the one who voted to send me to federal prison? Yeah. Oh, uh, not me. Uh, well, my appellate lawyer would disagree with you, but go on. That's what we got to be doing to some of these Congress people. I'm glad she voted for that, but she doesn't get a pass for the rest of her stuff. We got to be holding them accountable. This, the reason why the RNC, the reason why the Chip Roy's are freaking out is because the American people and MAGA got a, got a, a glimpse, got to see some accountability, what we've been begging for. Why not do more of it? The response by MAGA all over the place, all over X, all over Instagram, all over Facebook, everywhere is positive. 
You see people like Jim Jordan and Steve Scalise stepping up to the plate. The Republican Party should be energized right now, but they're not because when Matt Gates said a couple of days ago, this is an exercise to show you who's controlling you. And it's the Democrat Party. In other words, this is an exercise that's going to show you who's really got your back. And right now it's eight people in the Republican Party, eight people. Speaking of who's not got your back, well, Joe Biden is pretending he's got the back of young voters. Certainly doesn't have the back of the of uh, the American people because by hook or by crook, he's determined to go around the Supreme Court who voted against uh, his student loan forgiveness plan. So he's decided to uh, make some moves. Um, how do I explain this? There is... Um, he came out today and announced that he's going to forgive $9 billion in loan forgiveness today to 125,000 student loan borrowers. Um, the, even though the Supreme Court struck down his student loan forgiveness program, he's able to do some kind of end arounds uh, through different existing debt relief programs. So basically, he found an end around to use your taxpayer money to go to 125,000 people who made a promise to pay these loans back and tell them this hardworking uh, construction worker over here is going to pay it back. Right. Um, here's Joe Biden today, giving the good news to people, um, although he doesn't even seem to know where he is. Sticks. You can sign up for the save plan at studentaid.gov slash save. Studentaid.gov slash studentaid.gov slash save. And remember. Yeah, (laughs) I'm hoping only about one of the 125,000 deadbeats who uh, try to apply for this don't find it because the grifter corrupt creeper of little girls and hair sniffing dude uh, can't seem to even read a website. Okay, okay, we got out. I mean, that was just wrong. I feel bad for him. Why do you feel bad for him? That that old guy, he can't read a website. I'm surprised he didn't start off with (laughs) HTTP backslash. (laughs) He can't get, he didn't know what, he can't get through. He would have, you would have lost him at the H. He wouldn't have gotten through the HTTP. Dude, I, you know what? I'm just, you'd always show me what a big heart you've got. I'm not, I, I, you know, I, I'm. I'm not as nice as you are, Sticks. I'm just flat out not as nice. Stay tuned for Hour 2 coming up. Financial Thought Doctor is going to be with us. Long list of appliances the Department of Energy wants to snatch out of your home. We're going to talk about that and more. And Congressman Andy Biggs of the Hateful Eight is going to be with us. I got lots of love for him. Stay tuned. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.